Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Happy to be with you here on this Thursday afternoon, hour number two. We launch into it live from locals downtown Missoula on the corner of Broadway and Ryman. Come on into the Badlander Complex, and uh, you still got time to put your name in the box. We're going to pull in about a half an hour a new name for the uh, Grizzly Oregon Duck football game tickets that we have for you, courtesy of Widmer Hafeweizen. If you missed anything in the first hour, you can check it out on the podcast. The podcast available on the TuneIn Radio app and on iTunes. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can get the Two Telling New Honors podcast. Listen to it, rate it, review it. We appreciate it. It's brought to us by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotels. We are broadcasting through the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. And if you want to give us a call, well, you go right ahead. 329-1899. 329-1899. The phone number, all guests. Join us via the Rangish Brother RV phone line. Coulter, it's time for our ESPN roundtable. It's presented by Paradise Falls. And this week we interviewed Scott Manch, who is a lifer in the uh, sports writing world and the newspaper industry, which is your background, your history as a, as a sports journalist. And he was the editor of the Great Falls Tribune, the sports editor of the Great Falls Tribune for over three decades. And uh, tell us a little bit more about Scott, because to sit down and talk to him, obviously the great stories that he accrued over time, and you'll hear them here, uh, are just phenomenal. But uh, uh, working as a lifer at just a small town newspaper, uh, doing it at that local level, there's something... uh, I don't know, regal. There's something respectable about that, right? Oh, for sure. And there was a moment in time where the Great Falls Tribune sports section was must-read. I mean, there was places all over Missoula, all over Bozeman, all over Billings that had Great Falls Tribune newsstands on, and it was almost exclusively because of their coverage 
of sports in Montana. They did the best job covering prep sports, especially high school football, of anybody in the state of Montana. They had their full prep scoreboard, and they would have scores from seriously every single game that would happen on Friday nights. Plus, you know, full game stories about CMR and Great Falls High and, you know, the surrounding schools. They covered the Frontier Conference better than anybody. They were only they were, they were the only quote-unquote metro paper in Montana that was covering the Cats and Grizz with the same amount of vigor. Mm. And Great Falls Tribune has never been part of the same chain as some of the other papers. A lot of the other papers have been partners, so they've been able to share content. The Great Falls Tribune is doing it all on their own. And you know, from Mike Towns' prep notebook to George Geis's weekly golf update to uh, Manch on Montana, the column that Scott Manch finished his career with, uh, it's, uh, it's impressive what those guys did. It is harder in Montana to cover all the rural outpost high schools than a lot of places. And when you talk about removing cell phones and the Internet from the equation, it becomes exponentially harder. You're running down to the high school. You're running down to the watering hole. You're running down everywhere to try to track down scores for whatever game you can when you can't just text coaches or whatever. So those guys did a great job. And this was a, this was a really fun ESPN roundtable for me because, you know, so many kids, you know, you idolize the athletes or the, the policemen or whoever it might be. I knew at a really young age that I wanted to be a sports writer. And I remember getting the Great Falls Tribune in study hall every single day at Big Sky High School and reading Scott Manch and Mike Town. And as my career evolved, I once had an opportunity to work with Scott. We became close because of that. I ended up not taking that opportunity. But then when I was first starting out on my own deal, uh, starting this website, Discovering Montana State, Scott gave me the opportunity to freelance and cover the Bobcats for the Great Falls Tribune. And it was a great thrill of mine to be able to have my byline in that paper because I'd always had so much respect for them and for him. And he is a he is a wonderfully decent man, a humble man, and I loved his understated writing style. Scott always made the stories about the games and the athletes, never about him. And I, I think that's the true testament to somebody that's covered uh, all the stuff he's covered over the last 35 years. So this was a pleasure to talk to Scott. And we I, I know he's not quite retired because he's going to start his new part-time gig in rural Minnesota on Monday. Uh, but cheers to a, a career a great career in Montana, a legendary career in Montana. Scott deserves all the accolades he's ever received, and this was this was awesome to catch up with him and kind of give him his just due because he's a wonderful guy and a really, really great sports writer. Well, please enjoy a very uh, wonderful conversation. Here's our ESPN roundtable, courtesy of Paradise Falls with Scott Mash. Welcome in to our ESPN roundtable for the week of August 21st. The ESPN Roundtable presented proudly by Paradise Falls in Missoula. This week, very special guest. We are joined by longtime sports writer and a guy who I've looked up to for a really long time, Scott Manch, former sports editor at the Great Falls Tribune. Scott, thanks so much for being with us. Well, thank you very much uh, for the kind words, too, Coulter. Uh, I'm, I'm honored to be on with you boys. Scott, we we're, we got all sorts of stuff to touch on with you today because you've had a, a phenomenal career that has crossed paths with all sorts of wonderful athletes, great coaches, great teams. Uh, but just in general, you, you announced that you're retired from the Great Falls Tribune. I know you got some other work that you're going to be doing now that you moved back to your home state of Minnesota. Uh, but what, what was it like just, just kind of having the chapter close on a place that you've been for so long, and what kind of went into your decision? Well, bittersweet, I guess I would say. Um, I... Uh have deep roots in Great Falls culture. As you know, I've got three adult children, uh, some grandchildren there. Uh, I love Great Falls a lot. I was there for 33 and a half years at the Great Falls Tribune, and the, the three years prior to that, I worked in uh, Helena for the Independent Record. So I was in Montana just about 40 years, 
and uh, uh, always uh, enjoyed uh, uh, the different communities of the state, you know, traveled extensively all around. As you know, I covered a lot of Big Sky Conference and Frontier Conference uh, events during those four decades and, and also did a lot of high school coverage, so I, I, I really know people throughout the state. But uh, I also uh, have always missed Minnesota. I'm, I'm a Minnesota boy. Um, my mother is 87 years old, still living here in southwest Minnesota in the small town where I grew up. And I saw this as an opportunity to move home, move home and uh, maybe help her a little bit. I'm still going to work uh, uh, part-time. As a matter of fact, I've landed a job uh, writing for uh, a small daily paper here uh, on a part-time basis. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, bittersweet, I guess, but, you know, uh, I had a great, great, uh, career there and in Montana and in Great Falls specifically, and I'll be back. So I'm uh, I'm very optimistic for the future, my friend. Well, Scott, when you reflect over, uh, I mean, 33 years at the Tribune, all the all the kids that you covered, all the games, the sports that you covered, and all that, it's it's a little bit. Uh, uh, it's a little bit crazy to ask a question like I'm about to, but I'm gonna anyway. Okay, so why, why would that stop me? But what what stands out to you was there was there a player or a story that you look back on and say, wow, that was that was amazing? You know that it was a highlight or the story was maybe you know incredible to you or one that you just really enjoyed as you kind of look back uh, over your time. Well, there certainly certainly were several. You know, Ryan and. Uh... Uh, but probably the main highlight for me when I look back on it because of the uh, uh, the interest, not only regional interest, but statewide and really national interest in this story was the uh, the rise of uh, boxer Todd Foster. Uh, Todd Foster was somebody who uh, graduated from high school uh, when I was still working in Helena. But one of the first stories I wrote for the Great Falls Tribune in uh, May, I believe, of 1986 was about Todd as he... Uh, uh, was going to the National Golden Gloves tournament. He ended up winning the National Golden Gloves championship. And then uh, I covered Todd's fight all the way through the 1988 Seoul, uh, Seoul Summer Olympics. And uh, 95% of his fights professionally, I was at ringside covering those. And to, I tell you what, fellas, I can't really describe uh, the emotion that was around the emergence of, of the great hero Todd Foster. When he returned from the Olympics in 1988, there were hundreds of school kids that met him, as I recall, at the Great Falls International Airport. It was an evening flight in, uh, a lot of pomp and circumstance. Remember, he hadn't, he'd won a match and then uh, won another match and then lost in controversial fashion in the semifinals. Uh, but he was a hero statewide. And later that week after he got back from the Olympics, this was before he even turned professional, they had a, uh, a parade in his honor, and just one one float in it. He and his uh, girlfriend sitting on the back of a of a convertible, driving through the streets of Great Falls. And I'm telling you, there was ten thousand people or more watching that parade. And uh, then, of course, during his professional uh, career, a lot of the fights at that time, ESPN was really into boxing, and they had a lot of uh, a lot of professional fights that were live. And uh, he had a whole bunch of fights right in Montana, including his pro debut in Great Falls. That was kind of the debut, uh, the days when Michael Buffer was an up-and-coming up and coming guy, you know, with his get, let's get ready to rumble thing. And, and uh, there was just so much, uh, so much energy around Todd Foster. So 
you know, I could talk basketball and football, too, uh, with heroes, but, but Todd Foster is somebody that uh, is really an icon. And uh, I'll tell you what, Coulter, they should have some kind of a big statue outside of Great Falls, the home of uh, Todd the Kid Foster, because he brought a lot of notoriety, positive notoriety to Great Falls and really the whole Treasure State. Plus, he's, a, he's an excellent guy. Never, never a huge ego, uh, just a great kid. It's interesting to talk about boxing because, like you say, yeah, boxing was so big at that point. It was all over ESPN. It was such a pay-per-view deal with Mike Tyson being kind of the king of the sport during that time period, too. Uh, but boxing's kind of gone by the wayside. It's just been interesting to think about that time period and just the way sports have evolved in general. In your mind, how, how have you seen just the landscape of sport evolve over, over the last three decades plus? Yeah, that's, that is... Uh very astute observation, certainly on boxing. You know, they called it the sweet science, and and I don't think anybody would call MMA stuff. Uh, you wouldn't use an adjective like sweet, which is so <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You know, but uh, uh, I don't know. Football and, and basketball, I'd say the rise of soccer certainly has changed, you know, uh, the way we cover sports uh, in the state, but... Uh, Football uh, at the Big Sky Conference level, when I first got to the state, was not quite as uh, uh, maybe not quite as big as it as it became with the Grizzlies. Although you know, when the Bobcats won the national championship, that was a big deal too. But I, I still remember, you know, when Don Reed was hired, and nobody really knew what to think. Don was kind of a veteran coach; he'd never had tremendous success. We didn't know what to think about him, and. And, of course, you all know when David Dickinson got there. But I remember something, too. Um, you know, when Don Reed first got to the University of Montana, guys, he had uh, an alumni game for a couple of years, and, and the alumni actually beat the varsity, so he called that off. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, but really the, the rise of, of football. Basketball was huge back then uh, at the collegiate level. I think high school sports has remained the same. I mean, there's always vast. Uh, a vast amount of interest in, in high school sports, any sport, but but collegiately, I'd say basketball was kind of king uh, back then, and then all of a sudden when the Grizzlies got on their run, football just took over, and uh, when Washington Grizz Stadium uh, was built, it just seemed like football uh, became king of the sports in Montana. I think it still is to this day, and uh, so that's been a big change, I would say. Coulter? You and I have built our lives on communication, and one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter, and right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet voice and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now, and Blackfoot... They got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or find them online at goblackfoot.com.
Scott Manch joining us. He's uh, now retired, semi-retired, but after 33 years at the Great Falls Tribune as a sports writer there, uh, moving back to his home state of Minnesota. And, Scott, you mentioned Dave Dickinson, and you – uh, you know, a lot of people covered him while he was at the University of Montana and, and having his, you know, all-time uh, career while he was there. But you were covering him even before that when he was in high school there in Great Falls. What do you remember about him in his days as a high school player? And, and was there a moment when you watched him where you thought, oh, man, this, this kid is different <laughs> than the other kids. This guy is special. Well, he, he, the teams in those days, uh, Brian, uh, were certainly fantastic. His last his junior and senior years, they didn't lose a game. And, of course, Jack Johnson reminded us. I wasn't the primary beat writer for, for Russell football at the time. I, my good friend Mike Town was. But I did cover several ball games, And the team was just loaded with superb ball players. You know, David wasn't the most highly recruited athlete on the squad. Right. There, was a line, there was a linebacker named John Knudsen who had offers from Nebraska, Colorado, uh, Wyoming, uh, other, uh, other big-time schools. And... Uh, I'll never forget one time uh, John Knudsen's dad called me on Sunday night. I was working at the desk, and he said, well, uh, this might be an opportunity if you want to rush up to the airport and meet Tom Osborne because he's up here with a few Nebraska coaches, and he's here on a recruiting trip. I ran up there, and sure enough, Osborne had been in Kalispell to recruit Mark Gilman, uh, who he successfully was able to recruit, and then he stopped in Great Falls to see if he could get uh, Knudsen. Uh, to come to Nebraska, Knudsen later went to Colorado. But, you know, my point is that there were a lot of great, great players, and we thought, we knew David was was the, the leader of the team. You know, he really was the leader of the team, uh, and he never seemed to make a mistake. But he didn't wow you with his foot speed. He didn't wow you with his arm strength. You know, he just always put the ball where it needed to be, and he didn't make mistakes. He never, uh, you know, threw into coverage. He, it seemed like he didn't... Uh, he was always cool in the clutch. Uh, I, I'd say that uh, the wow moment came later at the University of, uh, of Montana when, uh, when he really broke out. You know, that sophomore season he had there for the Grizzlies is just one for the ages. And uh, uh, So, you know, later on you reflect back and you think about anything. You know what? That kid was a better athlete than we thought. I remember fellas uh, during, uh, I think, his college career, or maybe this is when he was a professional quarterback trying to make it in the uh, – NFL or during his CFL career, but Walter Ray Williams was a great, great bowler, and he was in—he uh, was the greatest bowler in the country, and he was in Great Falls for an exhibition. And David, who had been an avid bowler, I guess as a youth, was there, and uh, they found out Dave was there, and there was a buzz at Little Lanes in Great Falls. Well, they decided they'd have a little match, and uh, Dave said, "Well, I got to run home and get my my bowling shoes," so he did, and he comes back and. And he almost beat Walter Ray. I think you, I think David rolls like a two forty or something. <laughs> wow! And you know, as you guys know, he doesn't impress you when you see him uh, with his physical stature. But uh, you know, the guy has something. Uh, any sport, I guess he's a great hockey player too. And I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But but in terms of real wow moments, no. Now, if you want to ask me about Ryan Leaf, yeah, there was real wow moments with Ryan. Uh, you know, in his because his athletic ability is just off the charts. Well, yeah, tell us about that. Like, what, what was the Ryan Leaf moment? And, I mean, an unbelievable <laughs> saga with him, right, that's come full circle pretty miraculously here of late, which is really, really nice uh, to see. But in those days, he was he was it, right? Well, and I wish the kid the best. I really do think he's 
hope and pray he's turned his life around, and he seems to be really uh, bent on helping people these days, which is a great, great motive. And uh, Well, when he was a freshman, either an eighth grader or a freshman in high school, fellas, I used to play uh, a lot of uh, uh, men's league basketball, and we had some Sunday night three-on-three leagues on a Monday, and I remember distinctly I was playing in a three-on-three Monday league uh, at the Heise Youth Center in downtown Great Falls, and here's this uh, eighth grader. I think he was eighth grade, this Leaf kid, and he's playing with a couple other adults, and I look over once, and, and he goes up and slam dunks the ball in three-on-three over somebody, and uh, <laughs> the, kid was, the kid was an aircraft carrier, even at that young age. <laughs> Of course, he grew up to be, you know, six foot six and two fifty or whatever he was in high school. Could run pretty well, and if you ever saw him play basketball, you know, he just had a little bit more quickness than others. And uh, but yeah, there were plenty of wild moments with Mister Leaf. The the connecting factor between Dave Dickinson and Ryan Leaf, of course, legendary head coach Jack Johnson from Great Falls CMR, and a guy that had. Unprecedented success. I think he's still the second all-time winningest coach in the history of the state of Montana, and I won 13 or 14 state titles. Uh, but you got to cover such a uh, you and your staff at the Great Falls Review got to cover such a huge portion of that great run. You know, all the way back to the late 80s through uh, then when they won the state title in 2004, which is still one of the great teams of the modern era. I think. Uh, so, just Jack Johnson, the character, Jack Johnson, the man, what do you remember just about covering uh, so much of his almost peerless career? Well, and, and there again, Coulter, I was not the primary uh, CMR beat man, if you will. Uh, you know, the beat writer in those days was Mike Town, my good friend, but I did cover a lot of his games, you know, and, and uh, when, when we had conflicts or Mike had a conflict. I'll tell you what about Jack, though. Uh, he called a spade a spade, fellas. I mean... Uh, after ball games, uh, he wasn't going to sugarcoat anything. And even before games, he uh, he would tell you what he really thought. You know what they had to do to have have happen. He never, I never ever recall him complaining about uh, referees' calls or anything that went against him. Uh, I I know that he outworked uh, and because I have very good friends who were on his staff at the time, and I just know that they worked. Uh, like a collegiate program in those days, you know, they'd get together on uh, Saturdays and Sundays, both before the season, after the season, uh, to study film, to go over uh, the next week's opponent if it was an in-season game. And uh, he was just smart and uh, knew exactly what he was doing. He also had that ability, I think, to uh, to look inside a, uh, an athlete's uh, uh, heart, if you will. And I think he really knew. You know, when he had uh, leaders on the team that he could count on, and he put them in good positions. He he was not uh, he was not a uh, you know somebody who played politics with his team. I mean, he, he was never afraid to make changes either on the fly. Uh, and that you know that's something that's not you know not all coaches are, are built that way. But yeah, Jack was pretty special. That's for sure. Joined by longtime Great Falls Tribune sports editor Scott Match telling us some of the favorite stories of his career, some of the great athletes that he covered during his 33 years at the Great Falls Tribune. But, Scott, i got to ask you about the guys that you worked with because I remember when we first moved to Montana, 
The Great Falls Tribune was everywhere. It was all over the state. You could get it anywhere. And it was the sports section for the Great Falls Tribune for so long was must-read. You had to get it if you wanted any of the scores from all over the state, especially when it came to high schools. I know you talked in the first segment about Mike Town, who is a legend. I mean, the guy is awesome the way he covered prep sports in the state of Montana. But yourself, George Geis, you guys worked together for so long. And Great Falls Tribune, they covered so much, so many different high schools. If you wanted to get the score out of Circle, Montana, or Valier, or any small town, Great Falls Tribune had it, but then he also had all the double-A scores, and any, any and everything that you needed. And I used to love Mike's prep notebook that he put out once a week, which is some cool stories from around the state. But it, it, There's a certain element of competitiveness, but also a certain element of a rush to sports writing, especially when you're doing it in the newspaper business. Those Friday nights when you're you know, backed up against deadline and it's stressed out. But also, there's a little bit of a thrill to it. It's it's, it's almost an exhilarating po- portion of, of being in the industry. So what are some of your best memories of putting all that stuff together? And how much pride did you guys take in just the work that you guys were able to do for so many years? Well, I, I agree with you, uh, Coulter, so much. Uh, there is a, a pride factor, you know, when you work so hard. And uh, our comprehensive, uh, the comprehensive nature of our sports, sports page, I think, was... Uh, Certainly uh, comparable to any in the state. Probably better than most in the state. We uh, we uh, we looked for for scores. If we didn't have uh, uh, a football score from from Plentywood, and we thought it you know it was worthwhile, we needed we tracked down coaches uh, at their homes or in the bar or wherever we need to needed to. Uh, we did that for basketball as well. We uh, prided ourselves during uh, postseason basketball season during um, the high school rank that we had every district basketball box score in the paper, for instance. And uh, that meant for a lot of long nights. Uh, a lot of times we didn't get out of there until 1230 in the morning on a, on a Friday night. Friday night was the most exhilarating night, uh, as you know, culture from being in the business a long time. But uh, we had a, a friendly, a friendly tavern that was open till two uh, about five blocks away from the Tribune office, and I distinctly remember how proud I was at, at times. You know, we'd put the paper to bed on maybe a, a fall a fall Friday night and get to the bar maybe at 1 o'clock, have a couple, and by about 1.30 here would come the carrier uh, selling papers, and some of the folks that were still in there would be buying them from 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 him in order to check the scores. And Yeah, it's, it's a feeling of uh, pride, and, you know, those days are kind of gone by the wayside, and that's that's very unfortunate, but with the digital transformation that uh, uh, virtually all newspapers are making now, it's all online, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's definitely something that I will savor, though, you know, my career and some of those moments, and, and yep, you're very, very right about, about there being a pride factor. I, I was proud for many, many years to work there in Great Falls. I'm, I'm proud to have uh, friends and family still in Montana. I'll consider myself uh, a Montanan as well as a Minnesotan moving forward, guys. Scott? You, you, you kind of touched on this, but what you saw, you know, from from uh, the 80s to the present day in the newspaper industry and your, you know, portion of that being in the sports side of things. But, I mean, as as big a change in an industry as you could possibly imagine, and I'm sure that, you know, in, in the 80s, nobody saw what was coming down the pike with the Internet and what that would do to it and everything. But what have you seen? That has changed. I mean, there's some things that are, are pretty obvious, like you said, going to the digital side and all that. But have you seen changes too, just from a journalistic standpoint and and the way that journalism is done? And what are your thoughts on that? And what it, what does the industry need to do professionally, uh, you know, to, to move forward in a, in a positive way? 
And one thing that, Ryan, I don't care for nowadays, it seems like the proliferation of uh, uh, unnamed sources, uh, uh, you know, uh, in the old days, that never, that used to be kind of taboo. If you wrote a story, you, you'd have to get it, someone on, on the record and be able to use their name with the facts. And it uh, seems like nowadays there are a lot of, uh, I won't say reporters get loose with the facts, but I do think that uh, uh, the fact that they use a lot of unnamed sources, I don't care for that. And just uh, that seems to be the way it's gone, though, you know, across across the newspaper world. It wasn't that way when I got out of college back in the late 70s, early 80s, but it seems like it's that way now. Uh, of course, the real-time aspect and, and all the give and take with uh, readers uh, is something that we is probably some would consider that to be a good thing. Uh, the rise of Twitter, uh, I realize a lot of people are, are uh, using Twitter in the morning the way that they would normally have used the newspaper. You know, that's the first thing they check every day. And, uh, that's, that's given a, folks a forum, you know, to vent, and it just seems like it's a lot more negative than it used to be. Uh, when you had to just worry about letters to the editor, that's certainly been different. Um, and, of course, the, uh, the fact that the iPhones have, have made uh, uh, reporters, made photographers a little bit, maybe marginalized their roles a bit. Uh, uh, certainly in the last few years when I worked for the Great Falls Tribune, we would cover football games, uh, Coulter, and we would do them, you know, from the sidelines with their iPhones, taking, taking video of every play and, and uh, erasing the video most of the time, but maybe tweeting it out if it was a uh, if it was worthwhile to do that, and uh, that that prevents you, I think, from really noticing what's going on and uh, maybe soaking in the atmosphere because you're so busy, you know, trying to take uh, uh, take video, and, and so the, that's really been a huge, huge change. And I don't know where we're going to go back, though. It is fascinating, but I know that there's still some parts of it that are are so rich, and I think that there are some parts that will never die. I, I, I still maintain that I think that people will always enjoy a well-written and a well-reported story. And it may be, if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm happy to be wrong, because I really I just hope that that is still the case. But in your mind, what are some of the highlights in terms of, you mentioned some of the great athletes and stuff that you covered, but was there any particular interviews that resonated with you or any particular stories that, that you still hold dear to your heart that you wrote, wrote throughout your career? Well, there are, and a lot of them aren't really sports-related fellows. You know, the last uh, three years or so, I had written a column called uh, Manchon, Montana, which was a weekly column, and I, uh, I, uh, a lot of times the, the, the subjects were non-sports-related, and I, I wrote about personalities and places in, in our great state that, that I thought were interesting. A lot of, a lot of times they had a historical uh, twist because I really love history. Um, I remember I wrote about, you know, Jeanette Rankin and, and uh, got a hold of, uh, you know, talked to her relatives and and uh, folks that knew her very well, and that was meaningful for me. You know, I've written about Mike Mansfield. Uh, I've written about Jesse James and Frank James when they supposedly were in the Highwood Mountains, you know, way back in the 1870s. I found that to be interesting. Uh, one thing that really resonated with me uh, Several several years ago, on the anniversary of uh, of the the death of the great Wayne Estes, uh, I got a I got a chance to talk to his uh, his former girlfriend. You know, Governor uh, uh, was it Dorothy Bradley, uh, the late uh, 
uh, the late governor of our state that was mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. Um, Wayne's girlfriend for a time in in uh, in high school. Uh, the one from Butte. Maybe that's not Dorothy. What was her name? She was a great speed skater, Coulter. Blair. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, um, Judy Martz. Judy Martz. Judy Martz. Yep. Judy yep. Martz, right. And she was a great speed skater, Olympic caliber, and she went. She actually went with uh, Wayne Estes in high school, and uh, uh, then she became governor of our state. Uh, unfortunately, she got cancer and is no longer with us. But I was able to talk to her about Wayne and what a great, a great, great player he must have been. And and that interview resonated with me. Another time, and this was uh, many years ago when I first started my career in Montana, I was able to meet Dave McNally at a golf tournament. Dave McNally is the best baseball player ever from our state, and uh, he was playing in a senior open golf tournament in Helena, Montana, and I bothered him for an interview, and he couldn't have been more gracious. Uh, Dave McNally had lost his father uh, in World War II. He grew up uh, with a single mother, and, of course, he became... uh, uh, one of the greatest pitchers uh, in in American in the National League back American League back then with the Baltimore Orioles and uh, yeah those those stories mean a lot to me. I've also written about World War II veterans, uh, uh, you know Korean War veterans, Vietnam War veterans. Uh, those stories mean a lot to me, and and then of course all the great sports personalities that I've known uh, from Larry Kristoviak and uh, all the great Bobcats and. Uh, so there's just too many to talk about right now, but but uh, suffice it to say, I've got some great memories, fellas. Well, Scott, we certainly appreciate you being with us here today uh, uh, on the roundtable and wish you the absolute best there in, uh, in southwestern Minnesota and a, and a homecoming. Uh, for you there and, uh, and and all the great work, the decades of great work that you did across this state that I know uh, have uh, have long-lasting effects uh, and, and, and positive impacts for people here. So we appreciate that very much as well. Hey, thanks, guys. I did my best, and uh, I appreciate you guys having me on today. There you go. Scott Manch, our ESPN Roundtable. Fantastic stuff from him, man. It's just uh, some some cool stories. You, you know, when you lead with boxing, it's always going to go well. You know, that's what I Especially think. Olympian boxer from Montana. No kidding. Uh, if you uh, if you miss some of that, you want to hear it, if you want to share it, if you want to listen to it again, SkylineSportsMT.com. That will be posted as part of the Big Sky Breakdown uh, podcast series. All of the ESPN Roundtable interviews uh, that we have uh, live there at uh, SkylineSportsMT.com. You can go uh, listen to those at your leisure. And I love those because they are they're timeless. Uh, all of those just about uh, have been, you know, their stories are about individuals and, you know, they're uh, fun to do and they're, they're always worth listening to. So you can go check those out. The ESPN Roundtable is presented by Paradise Falls. Cold for Paradise Falls down on the south end of town near the corner of Brooks and Reserve. 18 rotating beer tab handles, uh, an updated menu. Great place, great atmosphere to sit and watch a game or just go with your family, late happy hour, all that. One of the nice spots on the south end of the city. Yeah, go check them out. They have a new uh, new casino on the north side. They redid the whole uh, right side of the restaurant, which looks great. And 30 big screen TVs, They get, and they can, they can get you anything you want, any game you want to watch. They got it. They got you covered at Paradise Falls. 18 draft beers. Two different happy hours, Monday through Saturday, and then they have the best late happy hour in town, Sunday through Thursday, from 9 to 11 p.m., 
half-price apps, half-price cocktails, $3 beers. So go check them out. Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Missoula's coolest hotspot. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, we will pick a winner to go to the University of Montana and Oregon football game. And also, did you know that Saturday, yeah, that's right, this Saturday, two days away, is the official start of the football season. We'll tell you where next. Alpine Touch makes the perfect gift this summer or any time of year. If you are traveling, bring a gift that is distinctly Montana and give your loved ones some of the best spices anywhere around. From the Alpine Touch Pick 4 Spice Pack to the All-Purpose Twin Pack to the mouth-watering sunflower shoots to Alpine Touch gift cards. Alpine Touch makes the perfect Montana present. Available at retail locations around the state or online for a limited time. Use the code ESPN10 at checkout to get 10% off any online order. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Should we send somebody to Eugene? Hey, let's do it. Hey, Whipper Brother guy, come over here. Two-Tail Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83, and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you uh, would like to listen live, you can do it on the web, 102.9ESPN.com. There, you can listen to the stream. The stream's available 24 hours a day, and it is available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Speaking of local, that is exactly where we are, at Locals Downtown on the corner of uh, Broadway and Ryman. Come on down. Still enjoy yourself a Woodmer Hefeweizen, and it is time now to uh, do something we look forward to every single week, and that is pick a name out of the box to send uh, one lucky listener, participant, to the University of Oregon, University of Montana football team, uh, football game in Eugene on uh, on September the 14th. We got Steve here. He's got the he's got the Whitmer box in his hand. He's got the Whitmer he's shirt, shirt on his chest. He's got to be. He's probably the only guy. Where's the Whitmer tattoo? He's, That's he's, what I want. He's got to be the only guy in the world that's going to attend multiple Grizz games and multiple Ducks games this year. Oh, right. Okay, you pulled a name out of the box. Here we go. Who do we got here? Michael Flickinger. Michael Flickinger. Careful how you say that last name. We want to continue on the radio into the future. Uh, Very (laughs) good. Uh, Michael, congratulations to you. We will uh, get in touch with him here, and uh, he will have a pair of tickets to uh, out of Missoula here uh, to go to the uh, to the game. Uh, uh, so very good. Glad to have him uh, here on the uh, on the sh- uh, uh, as as a winner here uh, with us t- 
today. Thank you, Heidi. Very much. Uh, we will be uh, uh, at Stockman's uh, Bar next Indeed. week and uh, pulling another name out of there. So if you uh, would like excellent work, Steve. Steven, yes. thank well, you very, very much. Very well done. Ooh, Steven. Yeah, formalize it a little bit. Well, I mean, I don't know. It just depends on how long you've known him. Steve, sure. Steven. Uh, but Steve uh, is the man behind this Woodward Brothers promotion. That's right. Though. we got to thank him for being a part of this. He was part of the scheming up of the idea and uh, proud University of Montana alum who now lives in Portland working for Woodward Brothers. And uh, he's out here just making the rounds and uh, checking in on one of these remote broadcasts that they were so kind enough to present the city of Missoula. Yeah, he's the one who put this together. So that's uh, 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 very cool. And, I mean, Look, man, there's 18 people going to a Grizzly Oregon Duck game for free thanks to thanks to Whitmer. So that's pretty awesome. We're certainly happy to be a part uh, of all of that, and we'll do it again uh, next week from uh, from Stocks. Coulter, sometimes things happen, and it makes you feel so very good. And <laughs> you know, here's the best thing, okay? I, I have, I would call it a 2 out of 10 memory, okay? You think that's, is that too high? You have a great memory for some stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'm, I'm saying that to the guy in the mirror, too. Yeah, okay. But I can remember every single arbitrary stat ever. I cannot remember my car keys or my wallet. Keys, wallet, so gone, but- gone. Uh, I, in fact, drove my van to work today because I could not find the keys to my car. I haven't even told you this. The last time I went to Bozeman, my brother was out of town. He's taking the, his first vacation of his life. Good for him. He was up at Sealy Lake. My sister-in-law asked me, no less than three times. You have a key to our house in Bozeman. I said, I certainly do. But then I was in the process of moving. My keys were separated from each other. I get to Bozeman at 1130 at night. No, no keys. No no family. <laughs> like, I'm like, what am I going to do? Everybody I know in Bozeman is over the age of 40, so no person is awake. So I go walk around the house, and I see that my window to my bedroom is cracked. And I'm like, okay. We got to be we got to be tactful about this. we got to be stealth about this. Let's not get the cops called. Two, two, two of the things that are not in no, your no. wheelhouse. No, 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 no. Stealth is, is, this, this, is 100% this window, not This window sill is Coulter. a good, uh, this window sill is good eye level. So you're yeah. talking 510 is where the window sill. Oh, yeah, you got to get So up. I get the window. I can, I can reach the crank. So I get it cranked open. Okay. okay, so okay. So I punch the screen. Okay, we're good. I haven't broken anything yet. But I'm like, okay, well, I have a seven-inch vertical, so there's no way I'm getting up into this thing. Yeah. If I got a bad shoulder, okay, how am I going to hoist myself up? So finally I was like, all right, I'm going to put the chair on the ground, the lawn chair on the ground, hope this thing doesn't break, and then I'm going to do a little push-up yeah. dip into the yep. deal. Yep. And I did it and rolled into my onto my bed, Army crawl style, got in, nobody got shot, nobody got arrested, but it was uh, it was quite a, a fiasco. I've, I've, uh, I've lived in the home that I'm in now uh, for roughly two years. I am easily at six on the total of window climbins that I've had mm. to do for various reasons uh, to uh, let myself into my own abode. So I'm familiar with that. Getting back to the original yes. on this, by yes. the way, though. You have a two out of ten memory. Uh, I have a two out of ten memory. One of the ways, though, that actually comes back to benefit me is when you had known something that you were happy about. <laughs> But then forgotten that thing, and then you get to find it out again, and it's like the first time. It's so exciting. What'd you forget? That Saturday is the first day ah. of football season. Ah, very good. And I was sitting here, and somebody said, you know, we're, we got football on Saturday. I was like, we do? It's Thursday, and at 5 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, less than 48 hours from right now, it's not just football. It's Florida-Miami. I mean, it's... 
It's it's on. It's, it's the on. SEC. Let's go from Camping World Stadium in Orlando. That came, by the way, on ESPN Television. And I'm I'm all of a sudden I'm just in hog heaven, man. That we got a football game to look forward to. Yes, it is my daughter's birthday. Yes, that will take precedence. But guess what? I'm still DVRing things, so I will I have it. it to look forward to uh, as I cry myself to sleep. That's my mo on the on the kids' birthdays as I just go to bed just in shambles. <laughs> Really? Because you're so sad that they advanced another oh. year. I mean, here's the thing, man. I, I never got it, and you know, when my mom, I can't believe that I have a son who's you know X Y Z old and so forth and so on. And now that I have kids, it's just like, oh my goodness. The only solace I take in is that my, the only person who's more upset they're turning seven than me is is my daughter. Really? <laughs> Why? She can't believe she's getting so old. She she. I think of all the kids I know, she would be the one that like wants to be 18 right now. Totally agree. She woke up this morning. She pulled out a notebook and started writing down her memories from being six <laughs> because she did not want to forget how great it's been to be six oh years old. Oh, my gosh. So, it, your daughter uh, is something else. hilarious. Something else. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. It, it is funny, though. You know, I, don't have, I don't have kids, but... When you have people that are really close to you, like you or my brother, yep. that I spend a lot of time with their kids, it is a crazy experience because then I think, man, like we were, and it probably seemed like yesterday, in our mom's eyes, we were just like Alethea or Ellis. Around, and yeah. then I look at myself and I'm like, that's going to be just nuts if Ellis turns out to be like me or if Kai turns out to be like you. Like that's just such a crazy scope of life. To remember your children at such innocent young ages. It's, Time is it's quite wild. a thing. Uh, okay. Two Tell and the One is 1029 ESPN Radio. We are at Locals downtown Missoula on the corner of Broadway and Ryman. Uh, enjoying ourselves down here. Love this. This is an awesome space in here, man. It's a great free, bar. Cool, cool spot. Come on down. Hang out with us. We're going to be here for a little while longer. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We know the fiasco that has been the experience of Ogren Park and Allegiance Field since the Mumford & Sons concert. We have at least some steps forward towards resolution uh, when it comes to baseball, at least as it pertains to you, the fans. So we'll get into all of that and explain what's going on and how it's going to work. And also talk a little bit about River City Roots. They need some volunteers still, especially on Saturday at the River City Roots Festival. It's a great community event, and uh, they got some good stuff for you if you're a volunteer too. So we'll touch on all that stuff. Stutel Nuana's ESPN Radio. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 129 ESPN Radio. 
We are broadcasting live through the Kurt Polaris Studios. Kurt Polaris at 2904 West Broadway and Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you missed anything in the show, you can check it out on the podcast. The podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. Rate it, review it, listen to it. It's there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. We are here wrapping up a Thursday afternoon at Locals. Another fun uh, Thursday that it has been. Good to be with all of you. Thanks for spending some time with us. Thanks to all who came down to hang out. We will be at Stocks next Thursday. You come on downtown again. Hang out with us there. Uh, Coulter quickly wanted to mention uh, River City Roots is this weekend. And uh, we will have, uh, uh, it's going to be a great time, great community time. Tr- the trail is going to have a, a backstage that they're going to be doing live interviews with bands and artists uh, uh, from uh, live on location uh, all weekend long. So that's really fun. Uh, River City Russo is still looking for about 150 volunteers to come down, uh, to come down especially on Saturday. Uh, to uh, participate and do various things. And they'll put you to work, and it will be very fun and easy to do. And you will receive a shirt, a drink cup, access to the volunteer food area. Mm, you're sold already. I've, I've got <laughs> – I'm putting off my daughter's birthday until Sunday <laughs> so that I can volunteer on Saturday. Lithia would probably come help out, oh, too. Oh, 100%. But you have a volunteer hospitality food station. Again, T-shirts, wristband, cup, the whole thing. Uh, and, uh, and you get that for just doing what you should do, which is, uh, you know, contribute to a cool civic event. So come down, and uh, you go to RiverCityRootsFestival.com to sign up for that, by the way, online. RiverCityRootsFestival.com. Coulter, the uh, Osprey. Uh, have been out of town for the last 12 games, and they're going to have played 18 consecutive road games Woof. before they come back and play again in Missoula. Now, we, we don't have to rehash everything that took place, but we all understand the field was wet. They had a major concert, and the field went badly right. and unplayable. Yep. So now the uh, Osprey uh, have released uh, kind of a, a, a step that they are taking in terms of uh, trying to do right by the fans, you know, you miss an entire homestand. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who, who uh, you know, are season ticket holders and people who just want to go to the games and so forth. If you have a ticket to any of the six games that were canceled uh, because of that Mumford & Sons concert, you can use that ticket to go to any remaining game on the schedule. There's only one homestand left. It's August 27th through the 31st, starting next Tuesday and running through the weekend. So you can take that ticket. And you can exchange it at the ticket office for any ticket to any of those games. They will also, though, refund your ticket. If, like, you know, if you can't go to any of those games, you had a one night that was available or something, uh, excuse me, they will refund your ticket or give a credit uh, or, again, exchange the ticket for any of the games upcoming. So I think that's a, a, a good stroke by the Osprey to do that. And, uh, and also, I think that's also going to, you know, I think you're going to have some, some good attendance in this last homestand. Partially because it's the last homestand, partially because it's the number one team in the Billings Mustangs coming in, and it will be a battle for that final playoff spot. And partly because, you know, when you have additional games that were missed, I think people are going to take advantage of that and go, okay, yeah, we're going to go down to the ballpark. So go on down there and uh, and enjoy it. And and uh, and that's cool that they're that they're doing that. I think that's a good way to help make amends, even though you know it's again it's it's nobody's fault per se, but it still does put a lot of entities and people out, and certainly the fans. Two places you need to know. MSO Hub, downtown, right here in Missoula. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., as right. well as Sunday, 9 to 5. Uh, excuse me, Saturday, 9 to 5, Sunday, 10 to 3. 
or you can go, this is for ticket exchanges, or you can go to the Osprey Stadium box office as well. They're open on the game days, August 27th through the 31st, beginning at 2 p.m. until the end of the game. So you can hit up either the MSO Hub or the Missoula Osprey uh, Stadium box office. So uh, it is a great deal that the Osprey are doing. I'm glad that they're doing this. And hopefully there is some some good results here, too. Just in terms of the actual sporting aspect of this, last night's win for the Osprey was a big one because Billings lost at the same time. And, you know, as you're kind of running down the stretch run here and you're running out of games, you can't let that lead get too big. Osprey are down three. They're going to Great Falls for a four-game set. Uh, I guess it'll be a six-game set because there's some doubleheader makeups, like you were saying. But if they can figure out a way to pull some wins out on the road there in Great Falls, then they got the first-place team here. So if, if you're talking about a four-game set against the Mustangs, go to that series down three games, all of a sudden, okay, now you're in the mix. Maybe surge towards the playoff berth. We'll see. But... Uh, go show off for the Aspects. I know this has been hard for them to miss that last home stand. But this is a good deal that they're doing for their fans to try to get them back in the stands. So hopefully that last home stand, a lot of people turn out for it. Yeah, I'll look 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 forward to that certainly. Uh, Coulter, you and I have a uh, SWX ABC Fox fantasy draft this weekend. Woo! You are not looking forward to it. You hate fantasy. You're not good at fantasy. Everything is bad. I can't wait for it. I'm great at fantasy. I'm going to dominate the draft. I'm going to run everybody else. I'm never going to be invited back because I'm going to go 11 and 0. And says Sean the guy Rainey. who got last place in the ESPN fantasy league you know, last year. You know these last. things. These things happen. I drafted Le'Veon Bell and still didn't get last. The guy who drafted Le'Veon Bell in our league won it. Mm, How well, about that? He probably pays attention and cares. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does. What a unique set of features to have. No, I actually do pay attention in my money leagues. I don't know what happened last year in the sports or in the uh, sports illustrated. <laughs> Freudian slip of where I wish I worked. Uh, in, the, <laughs> in, the, in the ESPN league. No, um, no, it'll be fun though. I, I'm excited to compete with the SWX guys uh, yeah. in, the, in the fantasy league. And uh, I mean, if you know anything about Sean Rainey, he is uh, he's a competitive guy. He likes to he likes to do a little john, no matter if you're golfing or playing hoops right. or playing right. fantasy. So it'll be fun to be in a league with him. And you know what else? And I hope he's losing. He's a bad loser. Oh, and oh, so we oh, gotta oh, get him. Oh, we oh, gotta oh, let oh. him know. Oh, he's the worst loser. The worst loser. Last time we yeah, played golf, yeah. I beat him in golf, and now you would have thought it was over. You would have thought he got fired from his job, and yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was. Uh, Great accomplishment in my life, yes, for sure. <laughs> Boys and girls, thanks for hanging out with us today on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. Enjoy River City Roots if you are in uh, western Montana over the weekend. We will be back, of course, tomorrow for a Friday show. Thanks to locals for having us here, for Whitmer Hay for putting this thing together. And uh, once again, we'll be at Stocks next week for another giveaway of tickets. Until then, have a wonderful, wonderful evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore 
live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.